The following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and a whole bunch of nonsense about cricket. Welcome to Two For None. My name is Patrick Cullen. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode. Bit of a unique one for you here, folks. Um, I recently was in Macedonia, believe it or not, uh, hiking around, hanging out at some big, beautiful lakes. And uh, I was hanging out with the one and only TK Hawkey. And, and while we were there, we kind of sat down at a cafe uh, overlooking uh, Lake Orid and uh, talked some absolute bullshit about cricket. And we recorded it. Um, so I'm going to play that for you now. Uh, a bit of a heads up is that it was recorded on a phone uh, at a relatively pumping cafe. So... Uh, you know, just approach this as a bit of fun, ladies and gents. The, the audio isn't as great as I'd love it to be, but it's a pretty fun little chat and um, hopefully we'll tie you over for all of your two-for-none needs for a little while. Uh, Chris and I will be back doing the normal pod when the Australian summer starts again towards the end of the year, so probably only a couple of months' time now, really. Uh, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, enjoy this silly conversation I had with Tom. I started out by asking him how cricket was like olives. Like olives, Tom. When you first eat an olive, you go, no, no, that's not good food. And then the next day you come back and go, maybe I'll give it another go. And you have an olive and you go, no, no, that's not good food. But over a prolonged period, weeks and months, eventually you go, yes, what I want an olive right now. And then you get out of it for craving. And it's the same with cricket. You begin and you go, why? Why is that happening? Why is this happening? He shouldn't be doing that, should he? He should be doing... Okay. But then you go, I think I know what's going on here. And boom, you're in. I, I always really wonder about who came up with stumps. Do you know what I mean? Who decided to put a little castle from wood? And it was yeah. like, look, I'll hit the castle with the ball. Uh, I do, you're fucking off. Originally, it would have been something different. A, a, a crate. <laughs> but uh, but then they, I, I think it just makes more sense to have it hammered into the ground. Implying that they had crates before they had sticks. Of course. <laughs> of course. Is anyone you smashed up a crate, could you get a stick? That's how sticks were first invented. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. That makes so much sense. <laughs> Perfect sense. That, you know, the person that ball went through the crate and turned it apart, then all of a sudden there was just a free stump. Well, when you break the first crate, you're then like, what? You're left with a load of sticks. Sure. And you've still got nine wickets to go, and you have to push those back into the ground. And eventually they just got rid of the crates to begin with. Fucking shit. So, uh, are you feeling like someone's going to win the World Cup? I think we've got a good chance. Yeah. I think we've got a. I think it's worrying because optimism isn't a national identity that we have. But in the the football World Cup, we have that optimism, and then we were like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe. But I actually think we've got a hell of a good chance. You know, we beat you guys five nil. We're drawing one one with India right now, and uh, we've got guys who can smash it to all ends of the park. We've got great bowlers. I'm happy. I'm ex- I'm excited. The, wor- the worry is it's a year away. Yeah. Man, a lot can happen in a year. What's the deal with, with Moeen Ali, TK? Because he was an absolute fucking mug in Australia. He couldn't land a ball in the park. And he seems to be returned to form in the UK again. What's so, the deal with Mo? So I gather, so I gather, I think yesterday in the, in the tying match with India, he bowled particularly well, uh, he and Rashid. Bold, good, good ten overs each. I think he's just a bit of a confidence player more than anything. You know, I think he lost his way in Australia. Um, he doesn't. He didn't know at the time whether to be a bowler or a batsman. And I think that he should 
he should be pushed as a bowler who can bat a bit rather than a kind of all-rounder. But, um, yeah, you know, that beard? It's a great beard. It's a beautiful beard, yeah, right? top-shelf beard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I would love to have that beard sticking off my face. I'd actually probably pay money for it. I just think I'm, I'm not capable of producing that amount of testosterone. Listen, you've got a bit of fuzz going on right now. Thank you. Don't, Thank lie, you. don't lie to the world. This is uh, two and a half weeks of growth, uh, so be excited, folks. I'll post it later on Facebook, and you can all just get it fucking around it. Uh, why, TK, talk to me about the difference between the one-day side and the test side, mate. Why is the one-day side so good and the test side not so great in the UK? I think that we, um, in our T20 tournament back home, we're starting to learn how to smash it around ourselves. And it's a different mentality, you know, to come in... Basically, I think we're dragging 2020 cricket into the one-day game, whereas we used to try and drag the test side down into the one-day game. Okay, so we used to go for the slower tactics in the one-days, but um, we now say, no, let's pick those blokes who can smash it around, and I think it's successful. And it's bizarre that Joe Root has become your most conservative batsman. Absolutely. You know, he's now the, the slow Jeffrey Boycott of the 21st century. He just likes to smack it around the park with a bit of rhubarb. Soft, gentle tapping into the, uh, into the offside. But uh, again, look, he scored a century yesterday. Again, we were worried about his form after Australia, but I think he's coming back. And the, the, the problem we've got at the moment is the problem we kind of talked about before when we were in Australia, is that the game's gone too far with home advantage. So right now, we are absolutely smashing it at home, and we are diabolical away from home. And I think that's a real problem that we have to kind of address, is that the home nations can prepare wickets, particularly for their own teams. Look at here in, in England, we can swing it around corners. You know, we, we've, we've got the conditions just right for that. People come and they're terrified of that. When we go abroad and we have a road in front of us, we don't know what to do. You come to Australia, you get bounced out. We go to England, we nick off. We both go to India and nobody's got any idea what's going on. Absolutely. Everyone gets deli belly. There's Australians running on and off the pitch just getting like hydrators. And the wicket itself looks like it's made from clay and the, the bones of their enemies. So, um, and their enemies are many. Their enemies are many. History. There's lots. My God. It's devastating. But you're right, man. Home pitch advantage has got to be a real fucking problem. And then on the other side of the coin with like your one day is it's roads. Roads everywhere. Roads for, for weeks and days and there's nothing in it for the bowlers at all. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well we were we were saying before before we recorded this that we were talking about uh, the fact that England against Australia nearly got to 500 runs and they were looking good into the very last few overs and they just dropped off the pace and what do you think about the idea of perhaps one day you could see a game in which a thousand runs are scored you know one team comes in they they, they, they put five one two on the board and then a team comes in and chases that down Ten years ago, maybe less than that, 2007, 2008, Australia versus South Africa in South Africa. And South Africa put 400 on the board. and every, No, we put 400 on the board. Australia did. So, yeah. like, 
fucking take that, fellas. Yeah. How'd you like me now? Yeah. Like, enjoy that. And then A.B. de Villiers showed us who was boss, and it turns out that it always and always will be A.B. de Villiers, uh, and they put 400 on, and that was a huge milestone. But you're right, like, I think 500 is going to happen. I think big bats, huge. Like, the batsmen these days are massive units, mate. Like, you look at Chris Gale, like, back bloke could demolish stuff. Even a guy like Joss Butler, MS Dhoni, you know, like, they can hit sixes all day, Absolutely. you know? So, it will happen. I think we will get to 500, but you and I were saying before off air that, and I agree with this, that, you know, it's not necessarily great for the game. No. More runs doesn't mean better times. No, no, I think it's, it, it loses its value if you're getting a, a six every other ball. Sure, it's exciting, but what, what makes a six exciting is it comes out of nowhere. It's a kind of like a calculated thing. Whereas nowadays, if you're just getting like 6.4.6, that's not entertaining for me. There's no jeopardy. It's more just about which guy can hit it hardest the most times. Whereas I, I like a contest. I like a contest between bat and ball. It's a cliche, I know. But I want to see the batsman under pressure, you know? And look, it's what I've always hated about fucking athletics. You know Go what on. I mean? Athletics is incredibly dull because it's just like it's one person being like, look at me, I can run the fastest. And it's like fucking congratulations. Yeah, but there's the guy in second who can run the second fastest. fastest. Like there's, there's, there's not just one guy. I mean, I would agree, athletics with one person running his fastest <laughs> wouldn't be entertaining. But there are eight in the final. Like, it's just like one person going for a jog, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess like it, it's less about the tactics of the situation, more about like the physical okay. output. Okay, it's like who's trained the hardest over the last twelve months to do it. I get you. I get your analogy. Okay, has the loosest. You saved it. You saved it. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I disagree that it's boring. I love. I love sprinting. I love. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. When when Usain Bolt ran his nineteen point one nine seconds two hundred meters, I was I was on cloud nine. That was the best race I've ever seen in my life. Tom, you're just a sport addict, aren't you, mate? I love it all. I love it all. I even tried to watch golf yesterday. <laughs> I have to. I have to confess, it didn't go so well. It's, it's actually that is pretty boring. That is pretty dull. <laughs> There's really not a lot. That There's not a lot going on. My dad used to say that the golf is a great excuse to go for a walk. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, the fellas I watched yesterday, they weren't even enjoying the walk. It was in Scotland. It was blustery. Donald Trump's around the corner. Yeah, no one's having a good time. Everyone was having a terrible fucking time. Yeah. Um, yeah look, Tom, congratulations on your five nil drubbing. Thanks very much. I don't think we've mentioned that enough that we won five nil. <laughs> it's important that that does land on the uh, on the airway. I think Chris and I were so upset by the, about the first game, we decided not to do a running pot of it. But uh, uh, I recorded you five bulletins, but I was just waiting. Yeah, I was just waiting for you to to give me the call, but. Uh, <laughs> They've been put in storage now, mate. Okay, okay, okay. We'll dig them out in future. What I would love is I might just do like a, a Super Bulletin. Where you can just put the five of those back to back to back to back to back. It's just me screaming about how happy I am. Yeah. Finally, we've won a game. It's just a hysterical Englishman for an hour. Just like yelling his fucking head off. Uh, five nil. So who have you got uh, this summer for tests? Uh, India coming up, I believe. I believe it's right. India coming up. We've got them for the one days at the moment. And, uh, and then they're coming to your backyard afterwards, I think. So... Um, 
and we are more than likely going to get fucking pumped. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like I say, home advantage for us right now, so I think that we're good. I always feel like India and Australia have got similar pitches, so when you guys play, it's more of a contest. You know, they can come to your country and kind of perform well, whereas I think in, in, in English conditions, particularly if everyone gets fit, Jimmy, Stuart. Now, is there enough strapping tape in the world that's holding Jimmy Anderson together at the moment? When he's in England, he can do it from a wheelchair, okay? He yeah, can sit yeah. there and he can just like, he can just will that ball. He's like Yoda, okay? That man, that man... I would gladly have a I would gladly have a sex change operation in order to have his babies okay that man is a hero he's an absolute hero I used to think Freddie Flintoff was a hero but no it's Jimmy Jimmy all the way oh my goodness Tom. you heard it here first yeah look uh, British surgeons send us your quotes uh, TK needs a, a change in surgery that'd be that'd be amazing uh, yeah mate well look good luck to you on that front I I, I can bet that we'll get pumped uh, well I, I mean Chris Barty who's not sadly not here with us uh, often accuses me of being a ship jumper okay that I see a challenge ahead and I I see the iceberg coming and I'm fucking in the lifeboat and I'm halfway to, to freaking safety um, and so I may be jumping the ship but we've got a lot of injuries at the moment um, a lot of players out and a lot, a lot of guys out for other reasons too yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah, ball tampering yeah, mainly yeah, yeah, hasn't yeah. been so great. <laughs> <laughs> Just like losing the number one and number six batsmen in the world. Yeah. And then having all four of your primary bowlers be, be out with injury. And a new coach means that it's... Uh, the, the PR department of Cricket Australia is calling it a transitional period. <laughs> That's a wonderful euphemism. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely transitioning to something from something. So yeah. all I'm hoping for is less cheating. Uh, I think we all are. Apparently the whole cricket world is fed up with Australian cheating. <laughs> when will it end? When will the rot stop? <laughs> oh, fuck. I think that'll do us. <laughs> Some top quality sledging there from TK Hawkey. Exactly what we've come to know and love from that bloke. Thanks very much to Tom, though. It was lovely to see him. Great to hang out for a couple of days. And I hope you, the listener, have enjoyed um, hanging out with us for a little bit as well. We had a really good time out there in, in Macedonia, even with that sledging. Folks, Chris and I were going to be back doing normal pods from the start of the Australian summer. We've got some new segments planned. We've got a whole bunch of action in the works. We'd love some more audience interaction too. So please go to Facebook if you're a Facebook person and find us. Just search for Two For None. Same goes for Instagram. Uh, send us your memes. Send us your quotes. Send us your questions. And we'll answer them on the pod. Um, you could be on the radio, folks. What a time to be alive. All right. That's enough from me. I will see you all in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for being a listener and go those Aussies.